Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Well, we're going to be moving on. We're going to be talking about relationships. We're going to be talking about managing the self. Um, these are all important things. And I think relationships, I mean, hello. I think that also after having COVID for the past two years and people being at home and then working at home and then you've got your partner or there or here and it's in confined spaces and things changing all the time. I think a lot of people have had to look at their relationships in a different way, tweak them, compromise, do all those things. Well, I'm so excited because we have Shelley Lewin on the show now, who is a TRA coach, and she's the founder of, she's a relationship architect coach, and she's going to tell us more about the incredible work that she does. And we're also going to look at life code. So there's a whole lot of stuff we're going to be unpacking um, on the show today. So Shelly, welcome and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Nikki. It's lovely to be here and lovely to meet you too. Wow, Shelly, TRA, is that, what does TRA stand for? Uh, The Relationship Architect. Aha, aha. And what (laughs) on earth is a relationship architect? Well, it's around this idea of creating and designing and building relationships instead of saving and rescuing them. So, you know, I know that, that there's a lot of the, the metaphor of the doctor, which is around fixing and healing broken things, and that's not the way, that, the space that I want to be in. It's, for me, it's, it's a very different intention, which is to be the creator and to design and to build what you want rather than trying to fix what's broken. Amazing. And yeah. Amazing. I love it. So let's go in that direction. I really love what you're saying. Um, Instead of fixing the problem, you're building and creating. So let's go to the most obvious question. What happens when you're in the relationship and it's not working? Are you focusing on the building, creating, designing? Does it then need fixing? Does it need separation? How, How would you approach a relationship that's really going through a pretty challenging time? So the way that I work is that I ask what is called solution and future-focused conversations. So if you were to see a normal, uh, traditional counselor or therapist, they would ask you, what problem brings you here today? And people will be talking about the past and the problem and who did what and he said and then she said and then this (laughs) happened. And and the problem is with past-focused conversations is is that although it can be therapeutic, it's not always helpful. So Mm -hmm. when I have a conversation, I will say to them, right, so you're obviously here because you're stuck, you're feeling challenged, and your relationship needs to shift. So in what ways does your relationship need to shift? What are you hoping the coaching will enable in you? And what are you hoping it will enable in your relationship? And what we do is we spend time exploring what version 2.0 would need to look like in order for me to be willing to engage, in order for me to feel safe, in order for me to feel comfortable. So so we build this very clear picture of version 2.0. And then we say, right, now what do each of you need to be doing independently and separately in order to to contribute towards that? Mm, I hear you. Fantastic. So you're looking at this as you say, this future relationship where you you operating in a space that you want to be operating and how you can get there. Yes. So, so sorry, I just to that. say there's two parts. There's two yes. parts, which is that that often in building version 2.0, there is often people aren't always necessarily ready 
to build because there's a lot of wounding that happens. So if, for example, there's been an infidelity or a breach of trust and my heart is broken and I don't feel safe and I don't feel comfortable, then there's almost like this transition phase, which is where the, the, the priority is on building safety and on building trust or restoring trust. So, so before we move to building version 2.0 or creating that, sometimes we slow down first and we say, right, so, so given that there's a lot of wounding here, there's potentially a lot of resentment, what needs to happen is forgiveness and healing. So for forgiveness and healing to happen, what are the conditions that are going to need to be present in order to, pre to create that environment? So this nurturing, healing space where forgiveness can happen, it's almost transitory. We need to do that first before we move to building 2.0. Yeah. And in that space, you are going to past, you're going to the past where the infidelity was or, yes, you know, the right. breach of trust. So you exactly. are having to go into that, heal so, that before exactly. you can move forward. Okay. So, so we do. Yes. So we look at it only from the point of view, though, of what did I learn about myself? What did I learn about the relationship? What did I discover about why I did what I did? Um, and how I can avoid this from happening again. So you're not using it so that you can punish the person. And, and you know, uh, it's just, it's, it, it has a different feel to it. When you're talking to the issue from the point, from the place of how do we avoid this mistake happening again? How can we heal from this? What did I discover? I hear you. So if we go, if we stay with the infidelity, just because it's, I mean, I know it's, you know, it's quite a charged uh, topic, but you know, yes. it's one that can, that can easily come up. If we're looking at that, are you saying you look at what, 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 what contribution both parties had? Are you, you know, I mean, the one is going to be aggrieved and the other one is going to be the guilty party. So how do you navigate? We're going to take a quick break so we can talk about this after the break. How do you navigate that when you say what was the lesson learned what won't won't I do again are you talking about both parties in this relationship are looking at that or is it just the the the, the one who you know had the the infidelity quick break Shelly and we can answer that question after the break Hi FM 101.9 megahertz of life Welcome back to the DL Link Show. I have Shelly Lewin on the show today. She created the the TRA coaching. It's she is a relationship TRA, the relationship architect. And very interesting conversation we're having with Shelly, talking about when you look, when you approach a relationship that needs work. I, I, I'm not sure if I want to say healing because Shelly says that her focus is on creating, building, designing, that it is future focused, solution focused, and not dwelling on the past where you're just trying to fix and heal and going over all the issues that were wrong, which is really very different. Here you're creating something new. And the other way, my understanding, what Shelly said is you're harping on what was wrong and you're going over that. And 
so, so we were honing in on infidelity. Um, and I asked Shelly the question, you know, how do you deal with the infidelity? Because you're having to go to the past. You're having to go to a place where there's this crack, where there's pain, where there's wound, where, you know, there, that's where the road ends for many people. So Shelly, um, before the break, you spoke about um, the infidelity, about having a slightly different energy in that you would look at the infidelity and say, what have I learned from it? What have I, how have I grown from it? And I ask the question, are you looking at both people who are asking the question? Is it just the guilty party? Maybe you can just unpack that for us, please. So I think that, you know, each each conversation is slightly different um, and it, it very much depends on the couple. But I, I yeah. do, as, as an overall understanding, believe that it takes two to tango. So right. for example, you've got two people engaged in this dance together. And either you're going to be dancing well together and we communicate well and I show up and I'm a brilliant dancer and you show up and you're a brilliant dancer, in which case we are both very effective dancers. And so the dance is very good and very um, is very um, enjoyable, I should say. Mm -hmm. OK, yeah. So so what happens is, is one person can can show up not a particularly good dancer and stand on the foot of the other person and break their toe. And, and what happens is, is that it's not about who's to blame. Well, you're the, you're the horrible dancer and I don't want to dance with you anymore. It's uh -huh. not about assigning blame. It's looking for understanding. It's about looking for, you know, um, is if, this, if, if you have entered into this and you chose to be in this relationship and enter into this dance with me, and now you're destroying the dance that we have. Mm -hmm. what, what, what is that all about? Why would you do that? What, what mm -hmm. is going on for you? Do you want to continue dancing with me? Or don't you want to continue dancing with me? And if you do want to continue dancing, you're going to have to become a better dancer because I'm not going back to that, that same old dance where you keep standing on my toes. I'm not interested in that anymore. So, so yeah. it does require, there's an element of both, both people. So even if something has happened to let's say the, I'm going to put in inverted commas, the innocent party, the person who, who was minding their own business and got blindsided perhaps by an infidelity, the, the question is, is, is then around, well, was the dance as, as, as enjoyable as you thought it was? Perhaps it wasn't as enjoyable. And, and, and what is going on there? How did you not notice that the dance wasn't that great? Or, or that you are that that there's been this miss that you're on different pages with regards to expectations of what the dance was supposed to look like. Do you see what I mean? So absolutely, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now I hear you and I think it's very powerful. And I think that it sounds like, I mean, people really have to have an open mind. I, I think so often we want to be right and Correct. assigning blame is just so much easier. Um, so it requires a lot. So how do people navigate that, um, Shelley? Like what kind of questions should be they should they be asking themselves if they are in a relationship, if something has broken down? So we don't have to stick with the um with the infidelity, but something's broken down. And and, you know, as I said, it's easier to assign the blame. But if, you know, they want to make this work, how? How do you move forward and reconnect with that person that you once loved? So I think that, um, so I, I work on the premise that there are three main dimensions that, so, so 
relationship or love or resilient love is comprised, it's an art, a science and a practice. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So the art, science and practice of love, there are three dimensions. And the first dimension is compatibility. We need to have two people that are compatible with each other, that align in their values and what they want for themselves in their life, what they're trying to create and, and who they want to be in the world. And either you're aligned or not aligned. So I talk about that, you know, that when you're aligned, love emerges. It's very yeah. difficult. It's like putting oil and water together. You know, if you're not aligned and you're two different people and you don't want the same things, you know, just because you can be together doesn't mean you should be together. So, uh-huh. so the first most important thing is that there's compatibility. So I would I would say you want to slow down, figure out who am I? What's important to me? What who what what motivates me in life? What do I want? A bit of self-investigation. What are my deal breakers in life and my non-negotiables in terms of the life that I want to live? And as my partner aligned with me on those things, for example, around the way that I I, I spend my money and the, the things that I invest in, the people that are important to me that matter, the, the, the projects that I get involved in, the initiatives, the things that are meaningful to me, the way that I spend my energy and my money and my time, you know, are we aligned on those things or are we permanently fighting against each other? That's a compatibility mm-hmm. problem, okay? Mm-hmm. The second is is around uh, intimacy, and intimacy is not limited to physical intimacy. So sex is not intimacy. I'm talking about emotional intimacy, intellectual intimacy, uh, physical is one side, and spiritual is almost like the culmination of those three. So what happens is, is that intimacy is that I feel safe, I have, I experience psychological safety to be myself fully, that I can be myself in this relationship. I feel safe to be myself. I I can talk to you about the things that matter to me. You're not going to ridicule me. You're not going to be condescending. You're not going to be belittling. I can feel vulnerable and safe in your presence. If I can feel vulnerable or be vulnerable and feel safe in your presence, then intimacy will build. So, so intimacy, physical, emotional, intellectual, and intellectual intimacy is that I can talk to you about anything without you shaming me or trying to embarrass me or say that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's that you can fully be yourself. And if two people can be vulnerable and fully be themselves and, and be accepted and a uh, their partner can accept and love and appreciate who they are at their core, then intimacy will happen. So it could be that it's an intimacy problem because you're not able to be yourself. You're not able to communicate. You don't feel safe. You don't feel like you can be vulnerable. So it could fall under the intimacy dimension. Mm-hmm. The third dimension is partnership and partnering. And the best way that I can describe this is that Monogamy is a partnership. It's two people. One person and another person form a team. And that team, regardless of whatever project or sport you're involved in, those two people are the, are the, are the central, the nucleus of the team, the king and the queen of the house or the castle, the center of the nucleus. And either they are going to show up and be A-team players 
So if you think of sport, you're either going to show up and be an A team player, or you're going to be a B or C or D or E team player. So you cannot expect, so when I talk about B, B, B team player, you, you can't expect you show up as a B or C team player and then think that, that you're going to be part of an A team. It doesn't mm. work that way. Mm-hmm. That you need to you need to take ownership and responsibility for your ability to communicate, for your ability to be trustworthy, for your ability to you know to express yourself, to give feedback, to navigate conflict, to show up as trustworthy. You know those your collaborative skills, your cooperative skills, being a team player. Yeah, um, we're going to take a break. Um, I, I just want to say that what's coming up for me when you're talking about all of this is just really consciousness being aware that sometimes we take things for granted. As I said, you know, it's easy to blame, but there's yes. so many things if we break them down, really. And if we know that we need to put in a certain amount of work and we have to think about things, I see them moving forward. And um, this idea of just moving through life and hope things will come together is just, it's not the way to go. If we want a successful relationship, we, we have to put the effort in. Let's take a, let's take a quick break, Shelley. Um, and then very quickly before we say goodbye, we can talk about these codes. Stay with us. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. Uh, welcome back. I have Shelley Lewin on the show today. Um, she is a TRA um, coach, a dating coach. She's the founder of TRA. And uh, we've been talking about relationships. Just very, very interesting. And I've loved the way Shelly's broken it down. And we could carry on and on, Shelly. But just very quickly, before we do say goodbye, we literally have a couple of minutes left. Life codes. Just if you can give us an idea of how you've broken this up into six different codes. We don't have to go into them, but what, what are the life codes? So I I designed a series of practical positive psychology masterclasses that help people to shift their mindsets and their perspectives to to facilitate optimal human functioning. So it's really about how it's like a user friendly framework for navigating Uh life's modern challenges, but it's about doing it deliberately, authentically and successfully. So I have these masterclasses and I deliver them in in a variety of contexts, sometimes in organizations for leadership, sometimes at schools for uh, learners, senior learners. So yeah, that's that's what they're about. Fantastic. So I see see code one is craft your life. You've got emotional buoyancy, maximizing strengths, empowering partnerships, the triumph triangle, getting to know your inner world. So for people, uh, Shelly, who are interested in these these masterclasses, this user-friendly framework, as you put it, how do they get it? Is it something something that they can purchase? Do you have to deliver it? Is it something they can do online? Uh, Great question. (laughs) So at the moment, um, Nikki, it has been it has been for groups of people that have uh, in, in a leadership context or school. Um, so I haven't really had, I suppose the, there hasn't been much advertising or awareness around these life codes, but um, yeah, I could, I'm happy to deliver them with people one-on-one or to um, a group of friends. If a group of friends want to get together and deliver it, then that's also fine. Um, oh, wow. Wow. I love that. 
that'll be the new kind of birthday party have a master class yeah. wouldn't that be fantastic <laughs> really the that focus to awesome. work on myself yeah i mean we have nail painting parties and this and yeah i mean to open expand the mind and benefit from it who could want anything more than that Shelly, well, the thing um, is, thank you. i know yes. you're a mind you're a mind freedom fighter yes. so i think that this would appeal to you and, um, you know, I, I'm also a, pa a passionate, someone who's passionate about learning and growing and evolving. So let's yeah. hope that there are other people out there that share the same sentiment. Absolutely. All about, as you say, creating our world, not just being yeah, the beneficiary of all the things that are happening. Shelly, I thank yes. you so much for joining us. It's been so lovely. Thanks for breaking it all down. If people want to get hold of you, they can visit your website. Yes, it's tracoaching.com. tracoaching.com. Shelly Lewin, thanks for joining us. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much, Nikki.